You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, we've got a lot for you in the coming hour. Um, Nikki Haley has put herself forward for president. Uh, Bethany Mandel uh, will be here to weigh in on why that may make sense in the uh, Jewish uh, circle for votes. Uh, we'll talk about that. Alfredo Ortiz of the small business uh, communities here as well. But we start with Sean Spicer from Newsmax. Stay right here. Kevin Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And programming alert tomorrow night on the Salem News Channel, 9 p.m., don't want to miss that Kevin show. We've got uh, Amber Shanna Williams, actress. We've got comedian uh, John Christ. We've got uh, celebrity chef Andrew Gruel, and we've got uh, from Newsmax uh, Lydia Serrani, uh, a relatively new anchor there, but someone I did talk radio with in New York uh, for a while. Uh, all going to join us, and then in the music spotlight, uh, Ed Sheeran, the Bard himself, will be gracing us with his presence. So big show tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Salem News Channel, uh, you can watch it on every screen in America. My next guest says that there should be uh, greater attention being paid to the most crucial issues that Americans face by the administration. Why does he believe that? Because he has two eyes and he's breathing. Sean Spicer, welcome back to Kevin McCullough Radio. Good to have you. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we get into, um, your brand new book, which is out and I'm very excited about it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the white house response to these, um, UFOs, the balloons, the crazy things we're shooting down and kind of side by side that with these train derailments and these genuine environmental crises that are going on. Sean, I don't hear anything coming from the left or really even from the white house that's demonstrating leadership on any of this stuff. Is everybody asleep at the wheel? Uh, no pun intended. Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're opening up a really interesting question that I uh, am looking at on my show at Newsmax, because I, I think you, if you start peeling this onion back, right, you go, okay, it's been two weeks. The first federal official showed up in Ohio yesterday. These <laughs> folks at the white house are usually, you know, love to go out and count themselves uh, after a natural disaster or some kind of uh, tragedy, and yet, where have they been for two weeks? People are suffering. Uh, where are all the environmentalists that care about climate change? That seem to not really care about the 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 soil and the water that is irreparably being damaged, and that there are obviously some serious health and agricultural concerns that that are evolving from this tragedy that occurred out there. Where are they on that? Then you talk about this balloon. Oh, two weeks, whatever it was, 10, 15 days ago, we were told that we couldn't shoot down a balloon from China as it traversed our country over the most sensitive military sites because we were, you know, it, it could potentially do damage. And then within 48 hours, we're, it's the Keystone Cowboys out shooting down anything floating <laughs> so in the I'm air. We're and, shooting, and, that's and, like and, space and, invaders. And, right. But the thing that was so funny is they said, well, they posed a potential threat. So wait. The smaller ones don't pose a threat. The bigger one, they did. We couldn't shoot down. And and you saw Biden yesterday. He walked up, said about 90 seconds, and then ran from the podium uh, because he didn't want to answer any questions or take any, you know, have to have to sort of justify the inconsistencies in in these in these cases. It's just it it by it's just it it is mind blowing to me that this is where we are in a country where it's literally, we talk about state television sometimes. You have a press corps that is so, it is sitting there listening to Corinne Jean-Pierre mangle words on a daily basis, and they're complicit. If President Trump had had these, this like sequence of disasters all happen in, in, in a you know, short time period, what would you have been huddling the group to do would you have advised him to go make a speech? What what would have been the attitude in the White House over this amount of, of problems this shortly? And how would you have responded to it? I wouldn't have had to do anything because President Trump would have run out there and said, I'm going to tell everyone what I'm doing. 
I'm going to shoot the thing down. I'm going to get on there the phone go. and tell Xi Jinping not to have it again. He wouldn't need a press secretary and advisor to tell him what to do. He would have done right. it and then said, let's go talk about it. And I think President Xi would have called him to apologize and said, hey, it was our mistake. It'll never happen again. You literally have China. Think about this. Floating a spy balloon through the continental United States over our most sensitive military bases, and then they won't accept a call from our secretary of defense. Not only that, they're I mean, threatening they're, to they're retaliate. They're the table. Right. Yeah, exactly. These guys are turning the tables. This is like the guy that broke in your house and you kind of calling the cops saying, OK, you uh, now I'm going to get you. It's like, wait a second. You came to my house illegally yeah. and now you're mad at me for, for for acting. I mean, this is but this tells you how bad it is that China is going to retaliate. I mean, they think that we are so weak and pathetic that they're willing to say we're going to get you for acting like this. Real quickly, let's shift gears. You've just released. The Parrots Go Bananas. Uh, without question, yeah. Sean, the most uh, academically in-depth title of, of a tome from you yet to date. <laughs> What's the focus of this great new children's read? It's all about fake news. And so the book, Parrots Go Bananas, it's available at SpicerBook.com, SpicerBook.com. And you can go, and it's a family-friendly book that, that basically it talks about what it's like to have a, a false uh, an accusation falsely uh, levied against you. A good kid gets, you know, maligned by individuals who tell part of the story, and then the truth finally comes out. And so, in this situation, you've got these two characters, Bongo and Asher. They're really great, upstanding parts of their community. They playing in this community baseball game. They get accused of cheating, and then, of course, uh, and everybody says, "I can't believe you did this," and they pile on because, you know, well. Let's just that's how it goes now. But then, of course, and I'm not, you know, I won't give everything away, but basically uh, they, they are proven innocent. And everyone says, gosh, we're sorry. And the lesson that they try to teach is, hey, let's not rush to judgment. Let's yeah. not try to accuse things of people. Uh, and, and so Brave Books is the publisher of this. And they do a great yep. job. Love them. Of creating yes. a series. Yeah. And Kirk Cameron just did one. And, you know, but it's a, it, with all the garbage and the junk that, that's forced at kids these days to try to make them woke. The idea is whether you're four or five or six years old and your parents are going to read a book to you or you're like my kids on the older end, 10, 11, 12, and you can read on your own. It's age appropriate. It's the kind of thing that you can hand to your kids and know that they're going to be entertained. They're going to see something. They're going to learn a valuable lesson. And and as I said, so you walk through this. It's, it's the illustrations, I'll tell you, it, it are just absolutely phenomenal. That's not me. Uh, as I have no artistic <laughs> abilities. But I think that the message of you know, I, I've seen it. So many of these kids now, especially as they get in their teenage years, they might get accused of something and they go, oh, my God. And everyone piles on. Well, what happens a lot of times with kids is maybe they're the ones who the accusations levied against. But let's say, for example, that they're not and they're being urged to pile on. The yeah. good kids should stand up and say, wait, folks. Yep, These yep, are yep. good kids. Let's get all the facts first. And so whether it, it, I think it starts to teach kids not to rush to judgment, to understand that this isn't how we should treat each other. And so I don't call it out and talk about the media per se. Obviously, a four to 12 year old isn't in the, it, it, we're not talking about fake news with them. But for the adults in there, that's what we're really trying to get at is yeah. how do we get ahead and teach them that so much of the stuff that they're seeing and being fed is fake or false. Uh, I love that. And yes, I, I agree with you. Brave Books uh, doing a great job these days. Uh, go to spicerbook.com and get a copy of The Parrots Go Bananas, uh, not not one of his weightier uh, volumes. Uh, this one a, a little <laughs> bit lighter on the number of pages, but I think that your kids will truly enjoy it. Sean, always great to talk to you. Uh, what's coming up on uh, Newsmax tonight? Well, look, first of all, it's Friday. So if you've kn you know, we do the company quiz. It's one of my favorite parts. It's fun. It's light. But we're going to break down a lot of the things that you and I just talked about. We're going to talk about this issue of CNN. We've got a great group of folks that we're going to break down. We've got... Uh, you know, this what, what happened with Don Lemon accusing, saying that women outside of Good. Uh, 20s, 30s and 40s are not in their prime. And then uh, we've got a, a resident of, of Palestine, uh, Ohio, that's going to talk about the government's response and whether they're getting the attention that they need out there. Tremendous. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Check that out. Spicer and Company tonight on Newsmax. And uh, Sean, always great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Have a you great got weekend. It. You too. All right, Kevin McCullough, uh, we're coming back. Got a big show. Bethany Mandel with me next. 
Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Recent media coverage celebrating falling inflation is taking a victory lap a little too early. Yes, inflation is lower, somewhat. It certainly has come down from the stratospheric levels of nearly 10% a year, but at 5% a year, it's still unacceptably high. There's no grounds for our policymakers to declare victory. The job just is not done. Rising demand for inflation hedges like gold, Bitcoin, and inflation-protected bonds and foreign currencies show that investors know that the inflation crisis is not over yet, even if the ruling class which caused it and benefits from it is in denial. You don't need a Ph.D. in economics to know what's going on. You just need to go to the store and buy a dozen eggs. When pay doesn't keep up with the cost of living, that means you're losing ground, and government is the culprit. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, and every week I promise you, if you'll send uh, a real-life question, Mike Connors is going to answer one each week uh, from the mailbag. Uh, Mike Connors, of course, of Connors and Sullivan. Mike, this week's question, uh, my cousins are fighting as to who owns their mother's house in Queens. My aunt is alive, but she's not saying a thing. How do you find out who legally owns a house? Signed, Susan from Flushing. Mike? All right. Well, if the aunt is in Queens, it's very easy to find out whose name is on the deed. There's a system called ACRIS, A-C-R-I-S, and you plug in the address and your deed, assuming the deed was recorded in the last almost 60 years now, the deed will show up on your computer and you know whose name is on your deed. I know a lot of times when the confusion happens, let's say a husband and wife own a property together, one of them dies, sometimes the kids think, hey, dad died, I get half the house or part of half the house. Usually most of the deeds are written husband and wife, so if something happens to the husband, it all goes to the wife. But there's no mystery about it. You can just... Get into the system and find out, get the deed. And it's very user-friendly. If you just know the address of the property, you can get the deed in minutes. All right. And then uh, if you have any other questions about house ownership and how to pass that down via a trust or will through your end of life, Connors and Sullivan are the people that will help you do that uh, spectacularly. Uh, And all you have to do is call them, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And then make sure that you're listening as Mike Connors answers more questions with me, Kevin McCullough, each week right here. But he also answers them on his broadcast, 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 930 on AM 570 WMCA. Don't miss it. Do you want to walk in integrity and victory, forever transformed by the power of God? Join Pastor Ray Hagistilianos of Living Word Christian Church of White Plains, New York, weekday afternoons at 2 for More Than Conquerors. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. Remember, just because the journey gets difficult, it doesn't mean God's not in it. More Than Conquerors, weekday afternoons at 2 on WMCA. Want more AM570 The Mission? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am570themission.com or download our AM570 The Mission app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM570 The Mission. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you That's talking? Not a- wow. Don Lemon. And man, is he getting is he getting um, busted on the nose for that all over the place today? We're going to we're going to do some more of that uh, a little bit later in the show as well. My next guest, I'm sure, has an opinion about that. Uh, you go after a woman who's in public, uh, particularly on something as shallow as age and capability, um, especially <clears throat> if you're a man who doesn't even like women. Uh, you, you, I just think you're setting yourself up for a little bit of pushback on that. Bethany Mandel now joins us. Uh, Bethany, you just pinned a piece, the Jewish case for Nikki Haley. We'll get into that in a second. But before we do, any any special message for Don Lemon today in case he's listening? So it's so funny because I guess he had he gets a pass because he's, you know, a, a black gay man and you can just say whatever you want about women. But um, in his apology, he didn't even say it. Sorry to Nikki Haley or explain that his his statement was sexist. He was just like, well, I have been informed that people are offended and I apologize for being offensive to a woman. And that was it. That was that was all it took. I think that men who don't have any relationship to women at all, like they, they're, they're not attracted to them, they don't have any use for them, they don't want them in their life. I think they should always be getting to say what the parameters are about what 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 a woman's shelf life is. I mean, could we be yeah. more could we be more sexist uh, than to take uh, the gay black man's word for it? Hey, uh, you've written a very interesting piece. Uh, Nikki Haley, of course, declared that she's going to run for president. And I got to ask you this, Bethany. I am very no, I'm not very I'm not surprised at all. But there's yeah, something mean, very interesting happened here. There's something very interesting happening here. Donald Trump has not gone after her. In fact, he's been very, very uh, tender with the words, uh, even though he did take one dig that she's at less than 1% in the polls or whatever. But he, but he's, he's basically said, look, she came and talked to me about it. I gave her my blessing. I said, you got to follow your heart, blah, blah, blah. Um, is this really the Nikki Haley for VP campaign? Is, is that what she's, is that whether it's DeSantis or Trump in the end, she's like, Hey, look at me, I'm here. I'm ready to go on day one. So, I mean, I've, I've heard from folks in her inner circle that she really thinks that she could win the whole kit and caboodle. Um, that she's, she is, she says she's not running for VP, but when you look at sort of the numbers and the polling, I'm not sure what else, what the other option is. If you're just being sort of realistic, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, she would make well, an so amazing Well, so do you think VP. that's why Trump's kind of kid gloves with her? Do you think that there is a potential that she really could be on the ticket, even if she doesn't win the top spot? Yes, or Trump doesn't really plan on running himself, which I think is also a possibility. I'm not sure if he's totally decided. Well, he's already he's announced. Or not yet. He's formulated his, yeah. his committee. He's already yeah. announced. We'll he's, he's running. Bethany, come on. I know a lot of you, my friends, that don't really care for him on a personal level. You, it would be great if, in your minds if he didn't run. But I, I think the, the harsh reality is that he's, he's in this for, for good or for worse right now. And the one that isn't in is the one that he's been much harder on. He keeps going after DeSantis like, yeah. uh, like he's Ted Cruz, but he's like all Mr. Nicey Nice with Nikki Haley. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, I mean, he might be preserving her for, you know, who he wants to win. Um, or who he who he sort of adequately views as has kissed the ring enough, and he's you know sort of encouraging that behavior among Republicans that like you know you scratch my back and and go with kid gloves with me and I'll do the same for you and I think that DeSantis is sort of not playing those games and he's his own man. Well, I think DeSantis has very much gone out of his way not to attack Trump, and I think yeah. that he's—I think he's being very smart about how he's done everything. Look, I think that our nation would be far better served if any of those three people were sitting in the White House right now, as opposed to the octogenarian who doesn't know what day it is or what flavor ice cream he ordered for lunch. And I—I I think that 
at the end of the day, we're going to need to rally around whoever it is that does have the best message to really get there. You made the Jewish case uh, by your own words for sending Nikki Haley to the White House. What is that Jewish case consist of? Yeah, so I mean, really, it's honestly, it's it's a Jewish case, obviously, for Nikki Haley, but it's also for the Republican Party more generally, because, um, because it's much easier to be a Jewish Republican these days. But I basically made it on three sort of Pillars. On three separate grounds. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Pillars. That's a much better word. I'm a writer. <laughs> um, so one of them is obviously her support of Israel while she was, um, especially at the United Nations as the ambassador, yeah. that was really where she was the strongest. Um, school choice is another huge pillar. Um, you know, Jewish families who are very serious about their faith send their children to Orthodox Jewish schools that in the New York area and in the D.C. area as well, it's about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year per kid, um, and they, you know, we we're not a people who have two or three kids, um, so those costs are really considerable. And a politician who openly comes out in favor of school choice um, is is likely to garner a lot of support from Orthodox Jews. Um, and the third pillar is religious liberty. Um, you know, this is obviously uh, an issue that religious Americans of all stripes care deeply about, but. You know, Yeshiva University, the flagship university of Orthodox Judaism, is under fire right now um, and sort of trying to figure out if, if they have to allow um, an LGBTQ uh, club on a student club on campus um, under the, under religious liberty grounds. And I imagine that there are lots of Orthodox Jews who would like to have a friendly uh, a friendly person in the White House while those sort of debates rage. You know, she struggled a little bit. She was asked uh, on one of the shows this last week, you know, how she differentiated herself from Trump. And she couldn't come up with anything. And I think that, you know, when you get into debates, it's one thing to be this far out and to kind of just be out there because you you like the speaking engagements. You're raising money. There's there's kind of a momentum that she enjoys because she's really the only one. I guess John Bolton is technically declared, too, but she's really the only one that's out there. Um, So she's going to she's going to have a few weeks of probably pretty positive press um, and and so forth. But when it gets into the, <clears throat> you know, uh, October, November, December range, and then Iowa's around the corner, that's when the gloves really start to come off and you're going to start seeing you know, people on debate stages and they're going to have to take shots at each other. What do you think she, do you think she survives all that and makes it through? I mean, really, I think it's going to come down to cash. If she can keep the cash on hand, then I think she has a chance. But um, but I think there's a lot of donors who are waiting to see about DeSantis. And I think yeah. that the biggest risk to her was running out of cash too early. And that's, you know, that's what I'm concerned about for her campaign for her. No, um, I but, think you know, that's it's, right. It's hard to differentiate. I, I think it's hard to differentiate yourself when you won't take a shot because it is easy to differentiate herself. She is much more cold, much more calculating. Um, and honestly, I think that sort of how he flies off the cuff is something that a lot of Trump supporters like about Trump and don't and don't like about Nikki Haley is that she is very scripted. Um, and so she could say, you know, I'm not going to start a world war on truth social. Um, but, you know, also one of the things that a lot of Trump supporters like is that, like, you always know you're getting you're getting the real story from Trump. There's no. Um, there's no sugarcoating it. You always know right, that right. what you hear is what you get. Read Bethany's piece, The Jewish Case for Nikki Haley uh, to be president uh, to the White House in 2024. It's up at uh, forward.com, and I uh, really encourage you to read it. Bethany, as always, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough, we've got a lot of fun yet to go, but uh, next we're going to talk about small business and kind of the climate that the producer price index is creating for those producers and creators right now. Stay with us. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. 
That's right, 25% off naturally nude pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to pajamagram.com right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally nude pajamas. Order now. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Can I have two minutes of your time? Because in the next two minutes, there is a woman who is going to find out the news here in the tri-state area that she is pregnant with an unexpected pregnancy. And while this month celebrates abortion across the nation, we would like it to celebrate something else. Maybe the day that her baby is saved. Scott Wilder is here from Preborn. How does it work? And here's the way it works. You provide ultrasounds and ultrasounds save lives because ultrasounds are the truth. A lot of people talking about follow the science, follow the science on climate change, follow the science on the boosters, follow the science. How about following the science on life? We know so much more today than we did in 1973. This is the Sanctity of Human Life Month, and we invite you to join us and save lives by providing ultrasounds. It's easy to do. It's ours to do. And we're standing. We're praying for you right now that you would just say, yeah, I'm not going to wait another minute. I'm going to start 2022 the right way. I'm going to stand for life because this is an inside job. If we don't do it, it's not going to be done. And so would you stand with us today? 833-850-2229 is the number. 833-850-BABY. If that's easier to remember, you can also give online at WMCA.com. But friends, right now, there are young women making the decision to abort or to uh, carry that baby to, to term. An ultrasound gives her a chance to see that baby living, to hear that baby breathing and making noise and uh, fluttering about inside her womb firsthand. And friends, I don't know if you're like me, but the first time I saw my unborn child on an ultrasound, it melted me like uh, candle wax. So this is the opportunity. You can help save a life right now. 833-850-2229. A five-pack of ultrasounds can be banked for a gift of $140, a 10-pack for $280. They are $28 each. Could you be generous and give right now? 833-850-2229 or WMCA.com. Again, that number, 833-850-BABY. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, very glad to have you with us on this busy Friday. And uh, the producer price index, it's not as well known as the consumer price index, but it is an index that uh, people watch, particularly if uh, you are a a, a small business owner and someone that is uh, concerned with production. Uh, and guess what? Inflation is hitting them. And guess what that means? That means it's getting passed on to customers. Uh, here to discuss is President and CEO of the Jobs Creators Network, Alfredo Ortiz. You may have heard him on some of my colleagues' shows here on the Salem Radio Network. Uh, Alfredo, good to have you for the first time with Kevin McCullough. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate the opportunity. So what, what is the effect? Uh, what's happening in the, pro- in the producer realm of the economy? Well, I'll tell you, if you uh, if you heard the president uh, at the State of the Union, you would think that everything is hunky-dory, everything is beautiful, smelling roses, but it's not like that for small businesses. This latest report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed that there was a 6% PPI increase, producer price index increase, which basically 
everybody who's in a small business probably understands this. It's all the inputs that the producer uh, costs, basically, and that ultimately gets passed down to the consumer through the consumer price index, which is uh, what we'll see probably coming up here soon, uh, which will also show us pick up. But look, I mean, we have shown month after month after month of this uh, continuously high inflation, which is just killing small businesses. Yeah, and, you know, small businesses make two out of every three new jobs in the economy. That's so right. it's really important that we be doing what we can to help them, not hurt them. But this uh, administration has seemed very, um, at, at worst, apathetic towards the plight of small business, and at times they've seemed downright hostile. I know you and um, you and former Speaker Gingrich have been working on a bit of a plan. Uh, what does that entail? Yeah, we're really excited. It's uh, called the American Small Business Prosperity Plan, and uh, former Speaker Gingrich and I did launch it at the end of last year. Uh, we've gotten support from uh, you know a lot of folks across the hill and different associations and trade trade industry associations, um, and even the uh, uh, Speaker of the House uh, Kevin McCarthy has also blessed us. But uh, I'm just if, if I could, Kevin, I'm just going to list out the eight points and whatever time if we could circle back to somebody may interest you, but. Sure. I'm just going to listen now quickly. Uh, the first and foremost, most important thing is making the Tax Cut and Jobs Act permanent. It's going to be phased out by the end of 2025. We have to make this permanent. This is the absolute number one reason why those, the provisions that were in the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, the small business provisions, this is why our small businesses thrive under the Trump administration. Uh, unleashing domestic energy production. Need I say more? We need to drill now, drill here, drill here, baby, right? I mean, we have to do this. We have to bring down energy production. Uh, that has been the root of almost all evil from day one when the president uh, took office. Healthcare reform for small businesses is costs are still out of control. Uh, exempting small businesses from new regulations, reining in government spending to combat high inflation. We can't have these multi trillion dollar uh, uh, spending boondoggles that the president wants to do. Uh, and um, expanding access to credit, really, really important for small businesses. Uh, a dignity of work requirement for recipients of government assistance to make sure that we get more people back into the labor force. And really getting tough on China and uh, continue to uh, unclog or obstruct the supply chain. Those are the eight uh, main points. And uh, if, if uh, any of those interest you to circle back. Well, the I'd two that I, the two that jump out at me most obviously are energy, because everything that we do requires it. Um, if we're going to ship right. it, if we're going to make it, if we're going to produce it, we, we have to have the energy to do all those things. Um, but the regulations that this is so in the Obama era, there were more than 2000 regulations that he put on small businesses. Trump rolled yeah. a bunch of those back via executive right. order. But have we seen most of those come back under Biden? Oh, look, Biden has really brought a lot of those back. And so this is what we actually think is an absolute game changer, uh, Speaker Gingrich and I. This actually is, it, it puts everything the way the, these agencies do it, puts it on its head, right? Because right now, um, there's three specific agencies in particular supposed to do a review of any regulatory uh, rule that they want to put out to show the impact of small business. But there's an exemption clause. Of course, they're going to use that exemption clause, which basically means nobody actually evaluates it, right? So the small business keeps getting screwed, quite frankly, in all of these new regulations. This actually puts a stop to it. It actually says, nope, small business are automatically exempted from any new regulations. And if an agency wants to include small businesses, they have to do the work and they have to do the research and the studies to actually show the kind of impact it's going to have in small business. And they have to prove and make the case of why they need to be included. So I think it's a game changer the speaker does as well. Yeah. If people want to know more about that plan, where can they go to, to see it? Uh, sure. Uh, they just go to uh, um, uh, jobcreatorsnetwork.com. That's okay. jobcreatorsnetwork.com. All one word, jobcreatorsnetwork.com. Alfred Ortiz, uh, thank you for being with us. Thanks for what you're doing for small business. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you so much. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. We've got uh, even more to discuss on this big day and my final thought before we're done. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. My pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. 
The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes now on sale. For example, the queen size regular, only $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code WMCA. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Precal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code WMCA to receive the MyPillow Percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code WMCA. That's 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798, and promo code WMCA. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. This is Pastor Matthew Recker with the Heritage of Faith Conversations Program. Join us every Sunday night at 6 p.m. to get Bible questions answered live on the air. Join us Sunday night at 6 p.m. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. WMCA welcomes the new show, More Like Jesus, with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. And I realize that to the world, it seems foolish, but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. So when I sent this audio clip to the lovely bride a couple of days ago, you know that emoji face of just the orange anger with the eyes slanted down and like steam coming out of the ears? Yeah. So talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that. I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and 
maybe 40s. What do you That's call, not a wait. I, Man, if that wasn't uh, <laughs> one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard uttered on network television, it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, here to discuss this and a couple of other issues is uh, Roma Daravi. Uh, she was the founder and CEO of Daravi Strategies, but she was also in the strategic communications office for President Trump in the White House and uh, was a former co-worker of our former guest, Sean Spicer, who was on at the beginning of the show. Roma, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Of course. Great to be on with you. I don't know that, you know, I know that we're all supposed to be intersectional and there's supposed to be all these classes of people. I did not know that gay black men were allowed to pass judgment on when um, other minority women, be they a mixture of races or any race in particular, uh, when, when, they're, when, when they're allowed to say when their shelf life is up or not. I didn't know that that was, I didn't know that that was allowed in the intersectional universe that Don Lemon lives in, but he certainly <laughs> felt free to put it out there, didn't he? Yeah, well, kudos to Don for finding, uh, finally finding the definition of a woman. You know, the left hasn't been able to define it for the last few years, but uh seems like he was able to do some Googling and figure out that women are childbearing beings and that your childbearing years are, in fact, your 20s, 30s, and maybe even your 40s if you're lucky. So, uh, you know, I, I'm making a joke about it, but in all seriousness, I mean, it is absolutely insane that he said this on national tv i cannot believe that his female colleagues sitting at that desk with him didn't have a facial reaction i mean my jaw would have been on the floor i i'm pretty sure i would have gotten up and walked away i mean it is just outrageous the whole idea that he gets to sit in judgment over when you know and he says well it's in the dictionary look it up like, how much more objectifying can you make of a woman than to claim to be the one all-knowing authority over what her shelf life is? And mm-hmm. I don't even know that, that you, can, you can put it in those terms. I mean, there are people that are doing amazing things into the very late years of their life. And if, and if you're just being shallow, and far be it from gay men to be shallow about looks and uh, appearance and all that stuff, but if that's what you're being, then go do that in private somewhere. Keep that keep that comment to yourself. That doesn't add to the public discussion. She was making a point that sometimes uh, politicians get a little bit old for the job. And Roma, to, to just justify that, all one had to do was to see that 90-second press conference that Joe Biden gave yesterday and really did it as an offset so that he didn't get asked about his physical, which didn't turn out so well. I mean, at the end of the day, Nikki was making a legitimate point about a legitimate issue of policy. Don Lemon's just being a petty cat. Yeah, my question is, where are the feminists? They should be outraged at his comments, but they're silent. Why? Because this is one of the leaders of their movement. The people at CNN, the left-leaning liberal journalists, should be outraged by this. And the only time the words, I'm sorry, came out of his mouth was on a private phone call with staff that was leaked to the press. He actually didn't even say the words, I'm sorry, to the general public. And he should be apologizing on camera. He's nowhere to be found. He's running and hiding. Maybe he he went to Joe Biden's basement, but (laughs) he's nowhere to be found. He was not on air today. I highly doubt he'll be on air Monday. I'm sure they'll blame it on the holiday. Uh, But this is really just wildly inappropriate. And it just goes to show that there is no accountability for the left because it's rules for thee and not for me. Yeah. No, that is uh, 100% true. Um, Let me just ask you, Nikki Haley being the first person to throw her hat in the ring. I mean, aside from that... really funny announcement that John Bolton made over in England somewhere that he's going to run for president. She's the first one into the into the pool so far. What do you make of the current presidential campaign lineup of where things are at right now? Well, I won't hide my allegiances from your audience. I think uh, it only takes a quick Google search to figure out that I am Trump through and through. But, you know, uh, this is a first for America. We have not ever been in a situation where we have a president who, you know, in the modern era is going to be running for office in a non-consecutive term. There's really no rule for the playground on this one. And so I think you will see a lot of people throw their hat in the ring. 
I think you will see a lot of dirty fighting, a lot of names thrown around, just like we did back in 16. And it's par for the course. You know, that's politics. But um, but he hasn't. But he didn't. I mean, when he was asked about it, he said, you know, she came and talked to me about it. And I told her to follow her heart. And he did. The, the, the toughest he got with her, he said, well, she's not doing mm-hmm. well in the polls. She's at 1%. But, like, if that had been Ron DeSantis and, you know, the governor has not declared – I think you would have gotten a stronger uh, resp- pushback. Do you think it's possible that he has his eye on her as as the, as uh, maybe a, a running mate? Well, anything's possible. There's plenty of people, and I won't name names, but there are other potential candidates that will be announcing who have said they are really running just to get a cabinet position. They're running <laughs> just to get close to the big boss. They know he's the man in charge. They know he's the ringmaker. Uh, and honest to God, I mean, good for Nikki Haley for jumping into the ring and following her heart. But I think if you take a closer look at President Trump's statement, you'll say it's a little tongue in cheek with uh, some air quotes in there as well. But it's it's a nice game. It's all it's all fun and playful right now, but it's not going to stay that way. I mean, this is a really serious matter. Joe Biden is quite literally ruining this country. That's true. And so there are a lot of people that are going to take this race extremely seriously. I don't see President Trump going after Nikki Haley because there's really no point in picking on the little guy. Well, and I, I was about to say, no one's even polling uh, competitively with him. I mean, even DeSantis isn't, even though he's considerably ahead of the rest of the pack, but he's not really mm-hmm. within striking they distance. Won't. And I, I would be interested to see if if Governor DeSantis does get in or not. I think that this I think he might be able to just decide this isn't my time and I just should, you know, sit this one out. But we'll wait and see how all of that works uh, down the road. Hey, Roma, thanks for jumping on with us today. Delight to have you on. Please come back and be with us again. Absolutely. I'd love to. And uh, I'm hoping your listeners will stay in on this fight. Cause it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we're going all the way to 24, baby. We're, there's there's no back seat uh, at Kevin McCullough Radio. We are all in. Uh, Roma <laughs> Daravi, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. My final thought for the day is next. Get ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise with Alistair Begg this August. Renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word during this spectacular adventure. All along our journey, opening God's Word so that we might become more like Jesus. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. Numbers mean much to me because of prostate cancer. I'm Johnny Braggs, the number two. For my stepfather who died of prostate cancer and my uncle who suffered so much after prostate cancer surgery. The number 15. 15 years since Dr. Lederman's successful treatment of my prostate cancer. The number zero, which is my PSA. Zero after Dr. Lederman's successful prostate cancer treatment. What every man wants. The numbers one, two, three, four. Important for every man with prostate cancer. One, getting the most successful treatment. Two, avoiding radical robotic surgery. Three, keeping sexual functions. Four, maintaining urinary control. Call my Dr. Lederman. 212 Choices. 212 Choices to consider his prostate cancer treatment for you. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Call 212 Choices for prostate cancer treatment. Call Dr. Lederman. 212 Choices. I'm glad I did. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes back New York City Council member from the 6th District, Gail A. Brewer, to talk about today's council compared to the council she served on 20 years ago. It's Reaching Out, Saturday afternoon at 4.30 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio uh, 
Oh, man. It is, it is really rather interesting. Breaking across the news wires, uh, one of the uh, UFOs that we shot down by the U.S. Air Force last week, and by the way, the missile that we use to shoot these things down costs about $400,000 each. Um, according to the New York Post, as of this moment, uh, one of those UFOs may have been a $12 balloon belonging to an Illinois enthusiast club. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade told Aviation Week on Thursday that it fears one of its diligently tracked gas bags that recently went missing was the mystery object taken out by the military over Canada on Saturday. The Pico Balloon, a silver-coated, cylindrically-shaped object, reported its last position at 38,910 feet off the west coast of Alaska on Friday. By Saturday, based on the balloon's projected path, it would have been over the central part of the Yukon Territory around the same time a military Lockheed Martin F-22 shot down an unidentified object of similar description and altitude in the same area of Canada. The group of enthusiasts dedicated to creating, releasing, and tracking homemade balloons declared its device missing in action on Saturday. The K-9YO balloon had circumnavigated the globe six times during a 123-day span before its tracking device went dark. Such balloons usually float around until they're brought down by bad weather or damaged. The NIBBB's balloon was equipped with a small GPS transmitter and an antenna allowing the group to track it with a ham radio. The Air Force used Sidewinder missiles in its targeted attacks against the Chinese spy balloon downed earlier this month and the mystery UFOs taken down last week. Each missile uh, cost approximately $400,000 each. $400,000 each to take down the missing balloon. Uh, So there you go. You had $400,000 Stinger missiles ready to go. And this was all about his manhood, right? So this is what the president said. The president said, well, we have to take this down because I'm not going to let China get away with anything. After he let China get away with sending an actual spy balloon over all of our sensitive military bases, radio all the stuff back to China that it wanted to get, And then it went all the way to the Atlantic Ocean before we actually shot it down. See, that's the kind of stuff that people just really don't have any. It's it's like, how can this. How can we how can we allow this to continue to happen? We're we're being played. We're being played every day by a group of people that think we're too stupid to know otherwise. And we're shooting down hobbyists. $12 balloons with $400,000 missiles. Talk about a lack of understanding our priorities. We are living in it right now in America. Kevin McCullough, have a great weekend. Join me on the Salem News Channel tomorrow night, 9 p.m. for that Kevin show.